And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. The tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Burt Lancaster stars in a radio adaptation of Rope of Sand on the Screen Director's Playhouse from 1950. But first, Lisa Wolf Dylan is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics, and I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. And I've chosen songs this week that begin with the letter E. Uh, and I e. must I must confess, e. these are not easy. Mike, I need your... Uh, prediction. Prediction here. Um, I think you're going to get the last one. I, I am agree. hoping that you'll remember the name of the first one. The middle? I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. So you're uh, guessing one? I'm guessing, I'm going to guess two here. I'm guessing one. Wow. So this is not going to be easy for you. Although it's never really easy. A lot of confidence by you yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you've given us a lot of faith here. So um, the title begins with the letter E. Got it. And I will give you the lyrics. Here's the first song. All right. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you. Acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. It's my own design. It's my own remorse. Help me to decide. Help me make the most of freedom and of pleasure. Nothing ever lasts forever. Nothing. I got the, nothing. There's the title. Um, say it again now. What part? Give me a little bit. Give me a little bit more. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Something every something. I can't tell you. I don't that. know. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> My. Everybody must. Um, Everybody wants to rule the world yeah. by tears for fears. I gave you the rhythm here. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I'm going to agree with you, Lisa, this I did. time. We, you did? You did I right. find you acting on your best behavior. I was really good at it. Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. And there it is. All right. All right. Ugh. Okay. I hate when I don't get That these. means you need to get the next two. hate when I don't get this. This is a tough one. The next one, I must admit. Okay, I don't think I would have gotten this one. Okay. Yeah. What about sunrise? What about it? What about rain? 
What about sunrise? What, what about, about all the things that you said we were to gain? Mm-hmm. What about killing fields? Uh-huh. Is there a time? What about all the things that you said was yours and mine? Oh, boy. It's a tough one. But you'll, did you ever stop to notice all the blood we've shed before? It's kind of like a, a story. Did you ever stop to notice this crying earth, these weeping shores? Who writes this? Well, this person in particular. It's it's tough. I don't know this one all right. at all. Let's hear it. It's kind of like a poem almost. Let's hear it. What about sunrise? I don't know this song. Yes, you do. What about rain? Do you know I don't know singing? this song. It's Michael reckon? Jackson. It is. What about I don't know this song. That you said we were to gain. Nothing? I don't know the name of it. What about You've heard it though? Feel? It's called Earth Song. Is there no idea. How do I know? I've never heard it. A Michael Jackson song. Okay, so this is the one I thought he really was not going to get. I thought not too. I I don't even know if I've ever heard this song. This is not a popular song. Okay, well, obviously not because you didn't get it. I mean, no, but the whole thing is supposed to be popular songs. Right, Mike? Supposed to be popular songs. You never even heard of this song, right, Mike? Not a popular song. No, it's not. Well, I think. That's okay. Well, it is what it is. I'm familiar with it. Hey, just admit it. You're bad at picking out songs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Uh, Um, The first song was I Should Have Gotten. This one, no way. I don't even think Michael Jackson would have gotten this song. All right. That's All right, I'm trying to you, get the tune of the next you bombed, one. You bombed on you that bombed. one. You bombed. You're the bomb. I'm trying to Mike, get the tune of on. the next one. Back um, me up here. Was that a terrible choice? Di- I told you it was difficult. Terrible choice. Difficult is not terrible. First one is my fault. I should have got the first yes, one. Yes, you should have got the Second first one. Second one, no way. Not even Michael Jackson gets that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Go on. <laughs> what? I, I know. I'm trying to get the, the rhythm of this. It's not coming to me. <laughs> Okay. No, it sounds funny, but I just can't stand the pain. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. Seems to be girl. <laughs> Look at your face. You know I've done all I can. You see, I begged, stole, and I borrowed. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's <laughs> Ooh. why that's why I'm like Sunday morning. Like Sunday morning. <laughs> why in the world? <laughs> Did why? you pick these? <laughs> I did. These are terrible songs. <laughs> no. Why in the world would anybody put chains on me? Yeah. He did a terrible job I this week. I paid my dues to make it. You everybody did a terrible job this week. With what these they songs. want me to be. No, I mean, this is hard funny. enough. Pick popular songs. I did. This is popular. Everybody oh wants me to be what they want me to be. No, it sounds funny. But I just can't stand the pain. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. Um, oh, wait. I, I think I actually know this. I actually think I know this song. I think this is like the That's, Commodores or something yes, like that. Yes. Um, it I, is. I, I, give me a couple more. I think, um, I, I think I know it, actually. Like Sunday morning. Yeah, like sun. Easy. Yes. Ugh. See, I told you you'd get the last this one. one. Yeah. Girl, I'm leaving All right, you've you redeemed yourself. I know, these were really difficult. I agree. Very. I know. 
I got one. You did. This is the one I thought you'd get. That's why I said like Sunday morning. I just just love the Commodores. Yeah. Lionel Richie. I mean, he's so, his voice is so You know, he's on American Idol. He's not my favorite he's, he's person. Great. He's great on American Idol. He's great. Um, and I saw him recently in Vegas just a couple of years ago. He seems so likable. Such a nice he's person. very likable. Isn't he? He seems like he has a real best interest in his kids up there. So. I want to be friends with him. I do too. I want to be friends with Lionel Richie. I do too. Lionel, if you're out there listening on yeah, KRLA, give us a call. Give us a call. We want to we wanna be you. friends with you. Yeah, you can come hang out with us in yeah. the studio. Definitely. We'll have dinner. I like Lionel. Carl will buy dinner. I'll buy pizza. <laughs> He's a big spender. <laughs> I'll buy thin crust no drink, pizza. No drinks. No but... uh, water. <laughs> you can have water. <laughs> That's my parents used to tell me went out for dinner. No <laughs> drinks. <laughs> no drinks. <laughs> no drinks. All right. We got we to gotta run. Thanks, Lisa. Sure. Thanks, Mike. When we come back, Burt Lancaster, Screen Directors Playhouse. Stick around. No. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Screen Directors Playhouse took leading Hollywood stars and they performed in radio adaptations of their popular movies with the added element of director participation. The director of the films would introduce the movie and make a curtain call to chat with the stars. And the uh, directors included Alfred Hitchcock, John Ford, Frank Capra, Billy Wilder, just to name a few. This series came to NBC in 1949, lasted until 1951. It did make a transition to television in 1955 for one season. And uh, Burt Lancaster reprises his role from Rope of Sand... It's a story of a diamond hunter uh, hunter in the forbidden area of South Africa. Very good drama. Here's part one now of the Screen Director's Playhouse. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, proudly presents... Director's Playhouse stars Burt Lancaster, Corinne Calvet, production Rope of Sand, director William Dieterle. The Hollywood Screen Directors present an action in the desert. Tonight, transcribed for the first time on the air, the motion picture adventure drama Rope of Sand. Starring Burt Lancaster and Corrine Calvay in their original roles of Mike and Suzanne. You think I'd have known better? You think that after the unmerciful whipping I'd gotten in that very town, Diamondstadt, South Africa, two years before, that I'd have known enough to stay in New York? But oh no. There was half a bushel of diamonds out there in the desert, the forbidden area of the diamond syndicate, and they belonged to me. I'd paid for them, and I was back to collecting. The minute I walked into the Pretoria Cafe in Diamondstadt, 
I saw Martingale. I knew Martingale all right. One of the more unscrupulous directors of the Diamond Syndicate there. But I didn't know the sultry brunette with him. I didn't know her. But anyone sitting with Martingale was up to no charity. Martingale saw me and he stood up to welcome me with that polished Bond Street smirk on his face. Michael, how good to see you again. You look so well. Yeah. Now, how would you like to look at my back? Uh, not in present company. Uh, Miss Suzanne Renault, Mr. Michael Davis of New York. How do you do, Mr. Davis? Pretty well, if I watch my step. Uh, Miss Renault is here from Paris to see for herself the uh, irresistible glamour of Africa and the diamond country. And the men who live in it. Hmm. What about the men who die in it? Mr. Martingale told me I'd find diamonds tight quite dull. Why? If I like young, rude Americans, I should be devoted to this place for life. <laughs> Michael is lightly jaundiced about women, Suzanne. Uh, very common among professional hunters and guides. Oh, a hunter. Retired, looking for a game of poker, not spin the bottle. Excuse me, please. Uh, if I may say something, Michael. Make it quick. I uh, regard the unpleasant incident of two years ago as ancient history. I am willing to give you back your guide and hunter's license... If you'll tell me where the diamonds are. Morningale, I didn't like what your company cop, Commandant Vogel, did to me. After that beating he gave me, I forgot where the diamonds were. Did you? You guess. I'll find that poker game if you don't mind. He has bad manners, hasn't he? If you're going to find out from him where the diamonds are, you'll have to do better, my dear. Or go back to dancing, shall we call it, at Cape Town. Your American hates Commandant Vogel. They hate each other robustly. And the commandant likes me. Davis is your business now, Suzanne. Men are my business. And playing one against the other is often good for business. Excuse me. I think I will watch Mr. Davis play cards. Good luck, Suzanne. There are your cards, gentlemen. Okay. Aren't you going to play poker, Mr. Davis, at advertised? I'm waiting to get into the game. I thought you might want company. I'm used to being alone. Open for five. That's I'm right, you're a hunter. I wasn't allowed to work at it, thanks to Martingale. Mr. Davis, you need a friend. Oh, I do, huh? And where do you fit into that? I could be a friend to you. I like courage. What do you like, Mr. Davis? I think I'll call. Honesty, Miss Reno. Oh, you, you impertinent. Davis. Well, Commandant Vogel. Davis, you will apologize to Mademoiselle at once. Go away, pig. Why, you contemptible... Oh, please. Just get out, Davis. Sorry, I have business at the poker table. I'm out. In fact, I... I need money so badly that I'd even play with you. Ah, indeed. And if I break you, you must leave Africa. Maybe. Sit down, Davis. He was good, but not good enough. By midnight, I'd played and bluffed and then out-luckied him out of $2,000. Then at midnight... More chips here, and I want a fresh deck of cards. By 2 a.m., it was all over. All right, Vogel, you win. I'm broke. Then join me in champagne. Uh, champagne, please, all around here. Not for me, Paul. But, Suzanne... The lady says no champagne. I mean, not here. Not here, mon commandant. My car is outside, mademoiselle. Thank you, Paul. 
Good night, Mr. Davis. I sat down again. For an hour, I nursed a peeve, a cheap beer, and a deck of cards. Then I noticed something about those cards. There was a discouraged old doctor friend of mine, Doc Willis, still hanging around town. I got him to drive me out to Vogel's fancy villa in the desert. And sure enough, there was Vogel's Lagonda parked in front. I sent Doc home and I padded over to an open French window. Vogel was turning on that phony Central European charm of his, using a valuable-looking vase as a sophisticated prop. Then he put the vase down. I saw it was going to be a pass, and that's when I decided it was time to discuss marked cards with Commandant Vogel of the Diamond Fields Patrol. You'll excuse the interruption, Commandant. Davis, how dare you? Call the police, Paul. I wouldn't, Vogel. Put, put down that vase. Expensive, isn't it? There's only one other like it in the world. Put it down. I'm a coward, Vogel. Hit me or call the cops and I'll drop this vase. Is this how an American gentleman defend himself? This is how one resents marked cards. No, it's a lie, of course. I'll have that money you took from me with those cards. It's a lie, but under the circumstances, here, here's the money. And the keys to your car. I sent my chauffeur home. There. Now you, Red Riding Hood. I? You're coming with me. That there is a wolf wearing Grandma's bonnet. My vase, if you please. Oh, sure. Your vase. Here. Catch! No! My? Don't crowd me when I drive. Well, I'm cold. Well, blow on your hands. I'm still cold. Now, listen, just a minute. Now, get this straight. I didn't come after you. No. I came after my dough. You just happened to be there. Is that all? That's all. You like honesty. So do I. All right. You ask for it. That was probably a mistake. Oh, no, Mike. Believe in me. Tell me what happened two years ago. You wouldn't be interested. I want to be your friend. Well, well, I was stupid enough to let an Englishman I was guiding wander into the prohibited area, the diamond fields. I went in after him, in the heat, in the desert, in the killing sun. I found him all right, dead, lying in half a bushel of dull pebbles that, well, that didn't even glisten in the sun. Diamonds. He'd scratched a fortune in diamonds out of the sand there and died. I left them there because... Just then, my horse keeled over dead, and I figured that finished me, too. Oh, I don't know how many days I wandered in the desert, but... One of the things I hate Vogel for is finding me out there, taking me back in this patrol tractor. I must have babbled about the diamonds, because... Back here, Vogel went to work on me. The diamonds, Davis. Where are the diamonds? The whip again. The diamonds, Davis. Tell us where the diamonds are, we'll whip you to death. The whip again and again. Oh, Michael beating like that does something to some men. It makes them stubborn. I wouldn't talk. You've come back for the diamonds. I paid for them. One hundred lashes and then some. Now Fogol hits you more than ever. How long do you think Martin can hold him back? Until he's sure I won't lead him to the diamonds. Mike, you're alive. Be satisfied. Go away. 
I won't leave here until I get what I paid for. Oh, please, Mike. If not for yourself, please, then for me. I don't know if you mean that much to me, Suzanne. Oh. Yet. I understand. Take me home, please. I'd said too much to Suzanne. I got busy. Doc Willis told me about one of Vogel's men, a patrol tractor driver named Thompson, hating Vogel, liking liquor, and interested in $1,000 and in making Vogel look bad. I found Thompson, considered him reliable, and gave him a few simple instructions. Well, that's it, Thompson. Have you got it straight? Got it. Let's hear it. At 10 tonight, I go out and patrol. 10-5, you stop me tractor, and knock me cold, and take me off track, and drive away into the diamond fields. Yeah. That'll fix Vogel, all right. And I'll get what I've already paid for. A big hat full of diamonds. Yeah. You are listening to the Screen Director's Playhouse production of Rope of Sand, starring Burt Lancaster and Corrine Calvay, and presented by RCA Victor. You know, one thing for sure that I know, actually two things that I know for sure. One, that guy has a deeper voice than me. I have to agree. And that music was very dramatic. Yes, I agree. I'm I mean, counts. like, Carl, super we dramatic. What? Did you hear that music? Yes, but I'm more concerned that we agree on something and then the announcer on this show is frank barton frank had a deeper voice than me that's and there's not that many people that have a deeper voice. oh no i can't think of very many at all does harlow wilcox i don't think does is that right ken carpenter maybe i'm pretty sure everyone on radio marvin miller probably not okay well um but uh, anyway... Um... I almost do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're listening to the Screen Director's Playhouse, Rope of Sand, from April 28th, 1950, Burt Lancaster. And uh, yeah, we've been having a lot of fun tonight talking to our listeners. And um, you said you talked to a very nice gentleman. He said... He wanted us to play the bunny song again. I'm sorry. I don't know what that means, Lisa. Yeah, we I couldn't figure it I out. I don't know what the bunny song means. I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe if somebody knows, they can let what us What is the know bunny song? About a rabbit? I, don't, I don't know. Antics about a rabbit? If we played it, maybe it was part of a, well, like, I maybe Phil it. Harris sang it on a... I said, a, was it part of a radio Phil show? Harris, said, but no. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stumped on that one. Yeah, me too. All right, well, uh, back to Screen Director's Playhouse after this short break. I'm still at 
If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co Host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back to the show. We're listening to the Screen Directors Playhouse, The Rope of Sand. And uh, the guest director, Bill Karn, who will be um, joining Burt Lancaster at the end of the show, talk about the making of the film and, um, you know, the catering, how it was, and uh, also um, casting and the grips and all that, right? There's a lot to talk about. Sure. You know, they're going to talk about um, the food and who the chefs were. and Right, that's what I'm kind of waiting for. You think that's what they're going to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Um, I never saw this movie. Maybe I should see it. Could probably, I could probably watch it on Turner Classic Movies or something like that. On demand has a million things. You never know. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this series, Screen Directors Playhouse, did a great job of, you know, not only taking a 90 or, or, you know, minute or two hour movie and adapting it and um, shortening it really to like 24, 25 minutes because you had commercials. Although this show is, well, yeah, it's sponsored by RCA. So there are Mm -hmm. commercials. But how do you take a 90-minute movie and make it work in 25 minutes? They did a great job. And, Milton and, and Geiger. And such a different medium, too. Yeah, Milton yeah. Geiger was the a- adapter. He was terrific. In fact, we've licensed a lot of shows from his estate, Milton Geiger's estate. He wrote a lot of programs, not just from this, but other. he wrote a lot of suspense episodes mm-hmm. and things. Difficult. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to Burt Lancaster, Rope of Sand on the Screen Director's Playhouse. Now, back to the Screen Director's Playhouse production of Rope of Sand, starring Burt Lancaster and Corrine Calvay in their original roles of Mike and Suzanne. At exactly 10.05, the roar of Thompson's patrol tractor came over the dunes. Then his headlights swept the unbroken sand and lurched toward where I was lying. It stopped a few feet away. The headlights blinked, all clear. I stepped into the road and I walked to the hefter. Good work, Thompson. I'll take Put over up now. Your hands, Davis. Oh. oh, I didn't tell him. He caught on, Davis. I swear. Shut up. I was expecting something like this. I had you watched constantly. Take you. Now let Martingale try to restrain me. From what I have every justification to do to you. Untie him. Take him away for the time being. 
be all right? Recuperating nicely for the next beating. No, you mustn't. You'll kill him. I can restrain Vogel no longer, Suzanne. Make him stop beating Mike and... And I'll tell you where the diamonds are. You don't know. I'll get Mike to tell me. I, I promise it. You're in love with him. Stop, Vogel, and, and I'll find out what you want to know. I shall speak earnestly to the commandant. Uh, you, my dear, may go in and soothe your American. Thank you. Mike? Suzanne. Oh, don't move, darling. Lie still. Rest. Suzanne. Shh. Tell me something. Why... Oh. Why didn't Vogel finish me? He was going to... Because he knows it's useless. They know you'll never tell them where the diamonds are. But they... They know I won't quit until I get them myself. Mike, darling, forget those miserable stones. Crawl out of my grave to get what I came back here for. Then, then let me do it for you. You? But how? If they catch you, they'll... If they catch you, they'll kill you. And if that happens, my life stops too. Vogel loves me and Martingale trusts me. I can get a path into the diamond field. Just, just tell me where the diamonds are and let me do the rest. Darling... I don't want them to kill you. All right, to come in, change those dressings. Come in, Doc. You know Suzanne, Doc. I know Suzanne. Think about what I told you, Michael. I will. Take good care of him. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? Suzanne's pretty friendly with Martin Gale and Vogel. Or used to be. You haven't been talking a lot to her, have you? That's a funny tone. Susanna's trying to help me. Sure. Well, she's going to help me get the diamonds. Mike, Virgil and Martingale want those diamonds, but they know you'd never tell them. Would they have let you live if they hadn't thought you might tell somebody? Somebody? Suzanne? A Cape Town dancer, to phrase it politely. A Cape Town dancer? Well, she's from Paris. She... see. Doc, how am I? How are you, or how are you if somebody should ask me? How am I if Bogle should ask you? You'll be laid up for two weeks. Thanks. Hand me my shirt. I got work to do tonight. Here's the map, Suzanne. When you come to the dry spring, there'll be the skeleton of my horse. And that's it. Believe me, Mike, this is the best way. Don't let anyone get hold of that map. I won't. Good luck, baby. Take care. That night, Doc Willis let the air out of his tires and took me as far out on the desert as the sand would let him. Then Doc went back, and I waited in the patrol lane, giving myself even money on who'd be in the half-track swaying across the dunes, coming toward me. The headlights swept over me, and I slipped the safety catch on my automatic and waited. Ten seconds later, I had my answer. Vogel! Davis! Stop or I'll shoot! 
How did you get out here? Never trust a woman or a phony map. Get down. I refuse. Get down, I tell you. You'll suffer for this, you and your accomplice, Doc Willis. Why, well, I know what goes on. I'll tell you. Get the... down or I'll drag you down. Dog of an American, stop, stop. I pulled him down beside me and I flung my gun into the darkness and the squirreling sand. Then I shot my right to his mouth. He went down, sprawled. He got up slowly, on his hands and his knees, and I thought I had him. And suddenly he shot out both feet and he caught me full in the stomach. I went down gasping and wretched, and Bogle on top of me, driving his fist into my face until pretty soon I didn't mind it anymore. Couldn't have been out very long. A few seconds, maybe. But then I heard something. The headlights falling across me and moving. Bogle was going to run me over. I strained and I struggled to do something. At the last moment, I twisted lengthwise between the wheels and caterpillar treads and lay there petrified while the four-ton machine roared six inches over my head. And I jumped up and I ran after it. My brain shouting curses at Bogle. My lips struck dry with fear. I caught hold of the tailboard and I pulled myself up into the half track and I picked up a shovel just as Bogle stopped his machine and turned to face it. Davis, don't! Beg me. Beg me not to break your legs and leave your head to die. Don't hit me with that shovel. Don't Beg hit me. Plead with me. Plead with me. Please, please. I beg you. I beg of you. Get out. Yes. 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 Don't leave me here like this. Come back. Come back. I left him standing there, cursing and threatening. And somewhere, beyond the dawn, was what I'd come back here for. And there was more than enough gasoline to take me to a hatful of diamonds in the desert. And on to Angola. And to safety. Well, I had my diamonds. And a bitter taste in my mouth. In Angola, I stayed drunk for a week to forget Suzanne and her treachery. I came out of it slowly. And something in the paper blew all the fumes out of my brain. The picture was Suzanne. And the lines read, Suzanne Renault, dancer, held for the murder of Dr. Francis Willis in Diamondstown. Suzanne murdered Doc Willis. Well, she didn't have a motive. But Vogel did. Right then and there, I knew what I was going to do. I'd go back to. Morning, Gail. Vogel. Oh. Back in Diamondstadt to stay, Michael? Vogel? You wouldn't dare shoot both of us, Davis. Or even one of us. I've come to make you an offer. Very simple. The diamonds for the girl. Hmm. It appeals to me, Vogel. Does it appeal to you? Possibly. Then sign this paper I brought, Vogel. Let me see it. You're a most durable fellow, Michael. Persistent, too. I will certainly not sign this outrageous paper. Why not, Commandant? It says that Suzanne Renault is innocent of the murder of Dr. Willis. She's not innocent. I was questioning her and Willis in my office about your escape, Davis. Willis made an uncomplimentary remark about her. She seized the paper waiting... Sign the paper, Vogel. Or you will shoot, eh? Sign it. Now, Vogel, 
I urge you to sign the paper and allow me to deal with Michael later. No. He's telling us about the diamonds, Commandant. Very well. Give me the pen. There. But wherever you go with her, I'll follow you. And now, let's all have a friendly smoke. Wattingale got up and offered Vogel a walnut humidor, mockingly. Cigar, Commandant? Vogel reached in and came up with a gun. Fired first. Oh, too bad, Commandant. As a matter of curiosity, who did murder Doc Willis? Uh, I did. The swine. Helping Davis escape. Too bad. Morningale, you thought I'd be killed. No, no, I... I had faith Vogel would miss you and that you would shoot him in self-defense. It worked. Why did you do it? Who liked Vogel? Also, why divide the diamonds with him? Also, I'm sentimental about young people in love. I'll bet you are. You might care to know that Suzanne did what she did, even taking your map to Vogel to save your life. There was nothing in it for her. Except you. Let's go get her. It's goodbye to Africa, Mike. Irresistible Africa. Yeah. Mike, you do love me, don't you? If you tried to get away from me, I'd follow you till I wore the earth smooth. Mm. Until I got what I came for. This is Jimmy Wallington speaking. You have just heard the last act of Rope of Sand, and our stars, Bert Lancaster and Corrine Calvay, with our guest screen director William Dieterly, will be with us in just a moment. Next Friday on Screen Director's Playhouse, another great star brings you the words and music of a show from the heart of show business. Our story is When My Baby Smiles at Me, and recreating her original role will be Betty Grable with Screen Director Walter Lang. Now, here again is Burt Lancaster. Say, Burt, is it true that your name, Lancaster, indicates that you're descended from a branch of the royal family of England? <laughs> well, that's what the women in the Lancaster family like to think, Jimmy. I suppose they can just picture you ascending the throne. Yep, telling the kings where to get off. <laughs> but why bring up this king stuff, anyway? Well, I'll tell you, Bert. I've been saying that RCA Victor's new 45 RPM automatic record changer and records are fit for a king. And you're the closest thing to a king I've been able to dig up. I don't like that dig up, Jimmy. <laughs> But I'll play along anyway, out of admiration for the 45. Then tell me, sire, you've been a collector of records all your life. How did you happen to shift from the conventional 78 RPM records to the 45? I didn't shift, Jimmy. I was shifted by the power behind the throne. Ah, your wife. My wife. <laughs> I'll bet two bits she first fell in love with the 45 records because they're so tiny you can store 150 of them on one foot of ordinary bookshelf. Thus, leaving a little room in the house for the people. <laughs> I can see that you have a power behind your throne, too, King James. <laughs> yes, haven't we all? Say, what Model 45 did your queen buy? The complete phonograph, the Victrola 45. For only $29.95. That's right. 
Well, you'll soon make that up by what you save on purchases of 45 records. You know, they cost from 25 to 50% less than conventional records. Soon? Well, I made it up in the first six weeks and two days. Say, you're really interested in the economy, aren't you, Bert? Well, I named my dog Cash. Oh, then you'll appreciate a special 45 value even more amazing than the usual one. Right now, Bert, in celebration of the first birthday of the 45 system, RCA Victor dealers are offering a special first anniversary album of ten top records by artists like Perry Como, Freddie Martin, and Vaughn Monroe, with each Victrola 45 purchased, for the usual price of the Victrola 45 alone, only $29.95. Now, Bert, wouldn't you call that a bargain fit for a king? Even better than that, Jimmy. It's fit for a queen. Don't miss this royal 45 birthday bargain at your RCA Victor dealers now. And now, ladies and gentlemen, if Corinne Calvay will join me... Bert, you are now joined. We want to introduce a friend of ours. If you allow me the privilege of making the introduction, Bert... I would gladly give up my woman's prerogative. What's that, Tony? Let me have the first word, and you can have the last one. The words are yours. Thank you. Then I would like you all to meet one of the world's outstanding directors. I was very proud to have been directed by him in Rope of Sand. And now I am again very proud to introduce the director of such magnificent film as The Life of Louis Pasteur, all that money can buy, and love letters. Ladies and gentlemen, our director, William Diddley. Thank you, Corinne and Bert. As you both know so well, a motion picture is made in a kind of isolation. It's all cameras and lights and actors, and the theaters seem very far away. Then suddenly the film is finished and on the screen. But I think for the director, at any rate, the final satisfaction comes when the picture makes an appearance in an entirely different medium, the screen director's playhouse. Your splendid performances made that possible tonight. And now, Corinne and Bert, I shall steal that last word from both of you. Good night, and good night, everyone. And good night to you, Bert Lancaster, Corinne Calvay, and William Dieterle. Remember next Friday, Betty Grable in When My Baby Smiles at Me with screen director Walter Lang. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. Rope of Sand was presented through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, currently releasing Captain Carey USA, starring Alan Ladd and Wanda Hendricks. Burt Lancaster is soon to be seen in The Flame and the Arrow a Norma F.R. picture to be released by Warner Brothers. William Dieterle's current picture is the Hal Wallace production for Paramount, Paid in Full, starring Robert Cummings, Elizabeth Scott, and Diana Lynn. Corrine Calvay will soon be seen in the Hal Wallace production for Paramount, My Friend Irma Goes West, co-starring John Lund, Marie Wilson, Diana Lynn, and Martin and Lewis. Included in tonight's cast were Bill Johnstone, Stan Waxman, Norman Field, Don Morrison, and Frank Barton. Rope of Sand, from the original screen story by Walter Doniger, was adapted for radio by Milton Geiger, and original music was composed and conducted by Robert Armbruster. Screen Director's Playhouse is produced under the supervision of Howard Wiley and directed by Bill Karn. Portions of tonight's broadcast were transcribed. You are invited to listen again next Friday when RCA Victor presents... Screen Director's Playhouse, star Betty Grable, 
Production, When My Baby Smiles at Me, director, Walter Lang. Stay tuned for Jimmy the Great Rupert Noretti on NBC. There's actually two announcers on that show. Both of them had deeper voices than me, Lisa. Well, that's not a shocker, Carl. Frank Barton right there, and also the great, um, what's his name, Jimmy Wallington. He had a really deep voice. He was the one, Rope of Sand. That sounds good. Is that that pretty good? good? Ready? Yeah. Rope of sand. Rope of sand. You're actually deeper than I, I know. am. <laughs> rope, <laughs> rope of sand. Rope of sand. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, April 28th, 1950, Burt Lancaster on that. RCA Victor, Screen Directors Playhouse. Hope you enjoy that. And time now for this month in music history. That's right. And this is our final song of the top songs of 2023. Here it is. No, you don't know any of these because you don't listen to the radio. Uh, This is As It Was by Harry Styles. This is from his album Harry's House, which came out in 2022. This was written by Harry Styles, and uh, this is his second number one hit after Sign of the Times. Very talented guy. Yes, he is. This is literally on the radio on repeat. I've heard this. Oh, okay. Things better, me or Harry Styles? I really just couldn't say, Carl. It's a toss up. It's a toss up? Yeah. Good answer. I don't know any of the lines from the song other than as it was. It's very good. Yeah. He's good. All right. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. Why are you sitting What kind of pills are you? More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, that's a wrap, Lisa Wolf. We're going to do this again in um, seven days. I'll be here. Sound good? Um, Sounds pretty great. All right, Nick Carter, Master Detective next week. The Abbott and Costello Show. The Six Shooter with James Stewart. Dangerous Assignment and the Weird Circle. Be sure to visit our official website at Hollywood360radio.com. We have a phone number now. It is 815-900-7535. Call that number anytime. If you don't get a live operator, make sure you leave a message and someone will call you back. From my co-host, Lisa Wolf. Our executive producer, Mike Costella, my crabby brother, Vince Amari. This is Carl Amari saying thanks for listening. See you next week. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.